0: Part One, The Case for Change and a New Model. Chapter One, After the Revolution. Jennifer retrieves her smartphone from her purse and brings it to life with one authoritative swipe. Moments later, she's talking to David, her assistant back at head office. Good morning, she says. You can go ahead and schedule the requirement discovery meeting. Yep, you can keep talking to Deborah. And the opportunity is actually a retrofit, let's say one fifty grand. i am all over it, David reassures Jennifer as he updates fields in the CRM. So you'd better hot tail it over to Tyson Engineering. Philip left here half an hour ago, so he should be ready for the presentation when you get there. Jennifer, David, and Philip all work for James Sanders Group, JSG, a manufacturer of point of sale displays and internal fit hats. JSG is one of our silent revolutionaries. JSG is an engineering-centric company. They became successful by solving tough problems and building innovative custom installations. JSG recently suffered a slow leakage in sales. The problem was not that they were suffering at the hands of a large competitor. That's a battle they were well-equipped to fight. What was happening was that numerous small competitors, some of them recent market entrants, others offshore manufacturers, were chipping away at their base, winning numerous small jobs, often at crazy margins. JSG had recognized that this was not a trend they could reverse solely with superior production performance. They knew they needed sales activity, boots on the ground. This was easier said than done, however. Each time JSG added a salesperson, the new recruit would win a job or two and then become entangled in account management. Before long, account management would become so all-consuming that sales activity would grind to a halt. While this was happening, JSG's competitors were simply sidestepping those complex jobs and focusing on winning the easy contracts. Initially, JSG looked to account managers, as they had taken to calling them, for a solution to the problem. Ultimately, it became clear that this was a process problem, not a people problem. The snippet of conversation above speaks volumes about the consequences of JSG's revolution. Jennifer is JSG's Business Development Manager or BDM. And that's the first unusual thing. Although JSG services all of Australia, an area roughly the size of the continental US, JSG has just one field salesperson. They need only one salesperson because Jennifer is 10 times more productive than any of JSG's competitors' salespeople. While a competitor salesperson averages two sales meetings a week, Jennifer consistently performs 20. Another reason JSG has only one field salesperson is the company discovered that a surprising percentage of sales opportunities, particularly repeat purchases, could be handled by a small but highly efficient inside sales team. This team finds and pursues simple opportunities, and from time to time, it stumbles across opportunities that are significant enough to be escalated to David and Jennifer. David is the key to Jennifer's efficiency. David and Jennifer talk at least four times a day. Like an air traffic controller, David is Jennifer's eyes and ears. He carefully monitors the status of all sales opportunities, freeing Jennifer to focus only on the sales meetings that appear, as if by magic, in Jennifer's smartphone. David's official title is Business Development Coordinator, or BDC. His responsibility is to manage JSG's portfolio of high-value sales opportunities. He manages each opportunity like a project. He works tirelessly, trying to schedule the next activity in sequence for each. In most, but certainly not all, cases, the next activity is a meeting with Jennifer. And of course, Jennifer's objective at each meeting will be to sell the next activity generating still more work for David. David frees Jennifer of the requirement to do anything other than face-to-face business development meetings. In addition to appointment scheduling, David performs all of the clerical tasks associated with the management of sales opportunities, data entry, reporting, literature fulfillment, expense tracking, and calendar management. David routes non-administrative tasks to other specialist resources within JSG. Customer support issues and requests for quotes are routed to customer service reps. And requirement discovery and solution design becomes the responsibility of project leaders. As each task is handed off, David logs the date in the CRM and leaves himself a prompt to follow up prior to the task's expected completion date. In many cases, these tasks are prerequisites for meetings he's already scheduled for Jennifer. It's critical, therefore, that he keeps all of the parts of this machine working in unison. Philip also makes a significant contribution to Jennifer's tremendous efficiency as a project leader. His job is to manage the interface with engineering and production. Prior to each sale, Philip works closely with Jennifer. She introduces him to clients early in each engagement to discover their requirements and to conceptualize and design solutions. Solution design is always a collaborative process. Clients have their say, of course. They want the Rolls-Royce solution on Toyota budgets. Philip represents both engineering and production. He must ensure that whatever is specified can be delivered on time and within budget And it's Jennifer who uses a mixture of hustle and artful diplomacy to close the gap between the two parties. After the sale, Philip is responsible for managing the relationship between production and the client. He's on hand to negotiate change requests and to fine tune the production plan on those occasions when it becomes obvious there's a gap developing between the client's expectations and the direction of the project. There's no question that Jennifer's busy. 20 business development appointments a week is a lot of work. And then there's a travel. A lot of travel. But the interesting thing is that Jennifer loves working in this environment. There's no stress. She doesn't feel like a juggler with a hundred balls in the air. Clients are happy too. They understand where her responsibilities begin and end. And they always know exactly who to talk to if something appears to be going wrong. All Jennifer has to do is show up at meetings and talk to people. And she's really good at that. The selling looks after itself. Management by numbers. Matthew is one of James Sanders' two sons. He's in charge of operations and sales. Sales wasn't previously under his purview, but it is now. In spite of the fact that the JSG sales function has more moving parts now, it's actually become simpler to manage. Matthew chairs a weekly sales meeting. The meeting consists of a review of a simple dashboard. The team's primary concern is the size of four critical queues of work. There's a queue of forward-booked meetings in Jennifer's calendar, and there's a queue of sales opportunities upstream from David and from each of the two internal salespeople. Matthew knows that the profitability of the firm requires a steady flow of work to the plant. He also understands that the primary driver of this flow is the volume of selling conversations performed by his sales team. Any hiccups in sales activity will result in idle machines and workers in a month or so. Matthew keeps an eye on other indicators too. He scans run charts looking for unhealthy trends and scrutinizes cycle times for critical activities to ensure that protective capacities are being maintained. Matthew's biggest sales challenge is maintaining the support capacity required to keep up with the sales team's unrelenting flow of orders. Prior to the revolution, Jennifer was one of five account managers. Today, two of those account managers have been converted into project leaders, and one came inside to kickstart the Inside Sales team. To free project leadership capacity, Matthew has been building a team of customer service representatives, but this team is under the pump too. Every month, it seems like there are a couple of new faces in there. Arresting the decline. JSG is clearly a different organization today. Sales used to be the responsibility of five overburdened account managers. Now in place of those account managers, there's a team of specialists. A campaign coordinator ensures the two inside sales people can have 30 mostly outbound selling conversations a day. A percentage of those sales opportunities are escalated to David, who coordinates Jennifer and the team of project leaders. And behind the scenes, a customer service team looks after the processing of orders, the generation of quotations, and the resolution of customer issues. Today, JSG's sales function is clearly a machine. But the impact has not just been on sales. The revolution in sales has benefited most of JSG's other functions, too. Sales and engineering work closely together now to the obvious benefit of both. A full order book has simplified the lives of the production team, they're consistently busy and they like it that way. And even finance has benefited. The team-based approach to sales eliminated the requirement for sales commissions and, consequently, the requirement for finance to mediate constant disputes over compensation. As you would expect, these changes have had a profound impact on JSG's profitability. At the beginning of the journey, small increases in operating expense were easily compensated for by additional sales activity. But over time, the gap between revenues and expenses has widened at an increasing rate thanks to economies of scale in both sales and production. Theory into Practice This chapter has shown you the implications of Sales Process Engineering, or SPE, for one business environment. An engineer-to-order manufacturer. Chapters two and three will show you why SPE is so important in today's business environment, introduce you to SPE's four fundamental principles, and then explain how these simple principles lead logically to the end result exemplified by JSG's story. Chapter four will introduce you to the inside-out model, the model most commonly employed by our silent revolutionaries. One message that will play over and over throughout this book is that you cannot improve the performance of sales by focusing solely on the sales function. This theme will be tackled head on in Chapter 5. In Chapter 6, you'll learn how to apply SPE's principles to create profound improvements in the performance of a range of business environments, including indirect sales and small businesses. In Part 1's final chapter, Chapter 7, we'll explore the case for the elimination of salespeople's commissions, And then part two is dedicated to the practical application of SPE in your organization. It's time to go to work.